Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I am so glad you're here with me today. I'm going to be honest, I had a different plan for this particular episode and God has really stirred my spirit to talk about resistance and spiritual warfare in the Christian faith. And listen, I'm just going to admit straight out of the gates, this topic is way beyond my pay grade way beyond. So if you want to do any further studies, research, I highly suggest it. Reach out to me. I will put some, you know, recommendations in the show notes of things that you can read and people you can follow. But one thing I do know to be true is that resistance is real. The spiritual realm against us is real. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the heat right now. And I want to process a little bit with you all today and see where it leads us. So many of you have heard me talk about our adoption story, and that was one of the things in my life of faith and family journey that has absolutely radically shifted my understanding of the Lord, my understanding of life and love. And God has pruned me, grown me, radically transformed me over the past decade. And that calling to adopt our children was so strong in the spirit. And we followed that. And then when they came home, as I have explained before, and many of you know, it was very, very difficult. And we really felt like all hell had broken loose quite literally over our home. Um, Obviously, trauma and brokenness is a piece of this. But there was something extra. There was a heaviness and an atmosphere that felt uh, dark, and I didn't really know how to navigate it. And I re- I remember one cold, frosty December morning in our first month at home, I had felt trapped inside the house. This is not unusual for moms, right? Especially moms with new new babies, new kids at home. It's like get me out of the house. So I decided, you know what? I needed a little retail therapy, and God bless me. I chose to go to Ross. I know, I know. I live in a town that doesn't have tons of great retail options, so Ross. It was. And um, I remember pulling into the parking lot and I just was like, just breathe, Megan, just breathe. And I turn around and a dear friend of mine who I didn't see all that often pulled up to me with her two little kids. And she greeted me with her open arms. And she's like, Megan, it's so good to see you. How are you? And immediately I just burst into tears and she could tell, oh my goodness, this is not the usual Megan that I find when I run into her at the store. And she said, I can't believe we ran into each other like this, you know? And then she kind of smiled and she's like, well, I guess I can. She said, I was worshiping this morning and God brought you to my mind. I saw your house in my prayers with countless people around it. Some people I didn't recognize, some I didn't. God showed me a group with their faces lifted to heaven, pleading and interceding to the Lord on your behalf. And she said, you know, just now, When I laid eyes on you, this vision became clear. 
we need to come to your house and pray. And that was just a truth that anchored itself in my soul. And I felt like, yes, this is it. There's nothing in the natural realm that we can do right now to change anybody's circumstances, to lift the burden. And yet that very morning, she emailed a bunch of our friends and she said, you all probably know how Scott and Megan are doing right now, the spiritual battle that they're engaged in. And after reading that email that Megan had sent out, you know, my husband and I feel super burdened to come and pray around their house. We don't want to disturb them. We're just going to meet, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon, bring your kids if you want to. I mean, it was a freezing cold day. I remember this so clearly. It was a cold December day and they showed up at the park next to our house and they all held hands and they prayed for us. Even now, as I recount that story, I get a little bit emotional because I know that they were doing battle for us in the spiritual realm. You know, when we read Paul's words in Ephesians, it is so clear that our fight is not against people. It's so easy to get mad at other people, to get frustrated, to get really wrapped around the axle in our flesh. And yet, Paul says in Ephesians 6, verse 12 specifically, he says, we don't fight against people made of flesh and blood, but we fight against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule the world and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Even as I read that out loud to you right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that feels like a lot. I don't know if I can even dip my big toe into the waters of spiritual warfare. Like I said, this feels way above my pay grade. And yet, I know this to be true. And when we follow God's call into something that he is specifically calling us into, I don't think this is a daily occurrence. Yes, I feel like we should be praying in the spirit daily. And there, the, the enemy is so sneaky and so subtle. This is very true. But as I've heard others say before, Satan always overplays his hand. He's just not that smart. But he is. It is painful to experience what he can bring into our lives, especially when we are making big, bold moves towards the kingdom, out of our comfort zone, faith over fear into a space that feels hard and unknown and things come at us that are otherworldly. So what do we do? What do we do? Number one, we begin to pray. It is so very, very clear that we don't fight against people. We're fighting against spirits and principalities of other world. And we begin to pray and say, Lord Jesus, bring your love and your life your healing and your power into the space. Satan, you have no authority here. You have no authority in my home, in my life, over my family, over our friends, in this city. We begin to decree and declare out loud who actually has this territory. And his name is Jesus. Fast forward to what I'm experiencing right now. Um, I would say this is similar in some ways to uh, when we brought our kids home. This elevated understanding and feeling, that's all I can describe it as, is a feeling of intense um, shift in the atmosphere. There's a heaviness. There's an oppression. There are things coming at me, at us, and for the sake of privacy, for the people that I love and myself, I don't need to share all the details, but what I can tell you is ever since I launched this podcast, And ever since I've been writing this new book, 
to put it out into the world. There have been things over the past few weeks and month that have felt out of the ordinary. Um, hardships and things that we have had to endure um, regards to health in regards to living space. Just yesterday, I had to put down our 14 and a half year old Yorkie. Yes, he was older, of course. But in two days time, he went from kind of meandering about around the backyard to completely lethargic, not eating, not drinking. I took him to the vet and they said, listen, he is in full organ failure. It's, it's time to say goodbye. And through tears, I said goodbye to him. And I felt like, man, what is going on? So I'm feeling stirred to come on here, to come to you today. Number one, to ask for prayer. I, (laughs) this is uh, vulnerably and humbly asking you to pray over this space, over this message, over this book, because I believe that it is so spirit filled, pointing people to the Lord, pointing people to Jesus, that it needs an extra special measure of prayer covering. Number two, let's engage with each other in battle in the spiritual realm. And I'm not sure as you listen to this, if you're like, oh man, Megan, you just lost me here. (laughs) I don't know how to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. And I want to bring a few things to light. Number one is that, you know, you all know I love my Oswald Chambers And one thing that I love, a shift in perspective that he gave me is that we are not actually wrestling against God. We're not wrestling with God in prayer. We are wrestling against the things that prevent you from getting to God. Does that make sense? So he says in my utmost for his highest, it's the December 16th offering, which happens to be my anniversary, actually. He says, You have to wrestle against the things that prevent you from getting to God. And you wrestle in prayer for other souls. But never say that you wrestle with God in prayer. It is scripturally untrue. If you do wrestle with God, you will be crippled all the rest of your life. So how fascinating is that? Is that what you want to sign up for, wrestling with God? Jacob did that. There's a story in the Old Testament of Jacob wrestling with God, and you can better better believe that he was limping around the rest of his days. So we don't wrestle with God. We wrestle against the things that prevent you from getting to God. What are the things right now that are preventing you from getting to God? And I do believe there are two categories of prevention. Number one, There's like the stuff of the flesh. What is inside your own heart and your own mindset and your own soul that is just junk, old ways of thinking, limited mindset, scarcity mindset, old neural pathways that have been so ground down into your brain that that you yourself are preventing you from getting to God. Maybe you're trying to control some things. Maybe there's some stuff that he's asking you to release and you don't want to let it go because you're afraid. And what if I let it go? Then what will happen? So it could be that you yourself and your own mindset, your own wrestling against your own flesh is preventing you from getting to God. If so, do the work in that area. Ask the Lord to reveal 
what are what am I doing? Lord, what am I doing? What am I believing either consciously or unconsciously, subconsciously that is preventing me from getting to you? Wrestle against that. Do the inner work in that. What do you need? Do you need to go to counseling? Do you need to hire a kingdom life coach? Hey, shameless plug. Do you need to do some some walking and some praying and some journaling? I don't know what that is for you. But whatever it is, ask the Lord to reveal to you what is it in your own spirit, in your own soul that is preventing you from getting to God. And then secondarily, the spiritual realm. We don't fight against flesh and blood. See, our first reaction is to think we're fighting against ourselves. We're fighting against other people. And yet when we dig deeper, when we get deeper to the root of the actual problem, It's that we are wrestling against principalities and powers from the dark realm. And so that is what we wrestle against. How do we wrestle against the dark realm? We pray for people. We pick up our armor of God and we pray for other people and we armor up. So if you jump into Ephesians 6, you can get all the instructions you're like, man, how do, how do I actually do this? How do I fight in the spiritual realm? When soldiers go to battle, do you think they show up unarmed and unprotected? No, they do not. We are soldiers in God's army, and we must not show up unprotected. So we draw strength and we draw might from him. So in Ephesians 6, starting with verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God to protect yourselves from devil and his evil schemes. So what I'm saying I have not gone to seminary for, how do I know this? Picked up my Bible. I picked up my Bible and I began to read it. And this is what I find. It says we're not waging war against enemies of flesh and blood alone. No, this fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness of the world. Dang. Against wicked spiritual armies that lurk about in heavenly places. I feel like I'm reading a script from a, from a horror movie. And yet Paul is telling us it might feel like a movie to you. In fact, Satan would love it if you felt like it was a movie and it was all untrue and it's not really real. So you don't really have to worry about it. And yet, if you are in Christ... If you believe that there is a spiritual realm for good, unfortunately, there is also one for evil. Now, not to be scared because we know who is the ultimate victor. We know that God has ultimate victory and Jesus is the name above all names. So again, Satan always overplays his hand and it becomes obvious what he's trying to do to derail us, but it doesn't make it any less painful much of the time. Verse 13, I'm reading out of the voice translation. It says, and this is why you need to be head to toe in the full armor of God. I'm guessing you got up and you got dressed today in whatever you're wearing in the natural sense. And yet in the spiritual sense, did you get up and did you get dressed? Why? So you can resist during the evil days and be fully prepared to hold your ground. That's how I'm feeling right now. There are things coming at me, at my family, at my pets that are difficult and painful and hard and concerning. 
And yet I'm reading scripture right now being reminded that I can put on the full armor of God to be prepared to hold my ground and say, you know what? I know that God called me to launch this podcast. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he called me to write this book. And I cannot wait to share in the coming weeks with you about this book, Untangled Faith. In fact, the next episode, I'm going to share the introduction for you and you'll get to hear me read that out loud. And um, it is a spirit-filled message. It is a culmination of so many things that the Lord has revealed to me over the past decade. So I will be bringing that to you. And because I am so resolute in hearing his voice and feeling that call of the spirit, it should not and unfortunately does not surprise me that I need to be prepared to hold my ground. Where in your life do you need to be prepared to hold your ground? There's this moment in the life of faith when we're following Jesus and things start to get hard and we're like, man, did I hear you right? (laughs) Maybe I didn't hear you right. I would actually just love to retreat back into my cozy comfort zone. There's that word again back into the familiar, the known, because potentially I can protect myself, I can protect my people. And that is a counterfeit reality. Satan would love for you to believe that if you just hunker down, guard your heart, close up your mind, put a shield around your house so that nobody can get in, nothing can penetrate it, that you will be safe. This is the ultimate lie. This is the ultimate lie. And could you be safe in some senses? I I suppose that's true. But you will be limited. Your impact, your experience of the kingdom of God will be limited because in order to experience the kingdom of God, we must put ourselves out there. We must armor up in the physical and in the supernatural sense and walk out the door, connect with other people, put ourselves out there, create, add beauty to this world it, it's going to be painful. There are going to be so many questions coming at you. At least that's how it is for me. And yet the invitation is so compelling because Jesus is at the center of it. And to experience him is better than anything else we can experience in this world. That's why we armor up and walk out the door and we put on the, you know, the breastplate of righteousness. We protect our feet with the good news of peace and we raise the shield of faith. We put on that helmet of salvation and the, the sword of the, the sword. <laughs> I feel like I'm on S words, on Jeopardy, S words. The sword, the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. I'm feeling such a stirring right now to remind you that if you are feeling off kilter, if you are feeling knocked over because you have been knocked over, When is the last time that you picked up your Bible and said, Lord, show me your kingdom perspective. Show me who you are. What is the truth of who you are? Because even now, as I pick up my Bible, I can read just a few verses and a wash of calm and peace comes over me. I'm still navigating the same difficulties. I still have some some things ahead of me that I'm praying about. And yet when I pick up the word of God, I can be so calmed and reminded that he is with me. So I want to end this episode today with these verses from the voice translation, Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 and and following. It says, pray always. 
two words. Pray always. That's what you need to do is stop right now. If something is overwhelming you to the point where it is um, derailing you, getting you off focus from following what God has put into your heart, who has made you to be, stop and pray. How? Pray in the spirit. Pray about everything in every way you know how. Paul goes on to say, and keeping all this in mind, pray on behalf of God's people. So yes, we pray for ourselves. Yes, we pray for our families. And yes, we also pray on behalf of God's people. And in full vulnerable humility right now, I ask you to please pray for me, for this message, for what God is doing, because I'm feeling the heat for sure. He says, keep on praying feverishly, feverishly, and be on the lookout until evil has been stayed. So we don't just, it's not a one and done situation. Hey, check, I prayed for it. Check that off the list. Now go buy milk and, uh, you know, organize the carpool. Yes, we still have to do those things, but we pray feverishly while we are doing those things until evil has been stayed. So when is our job done? When there's no more evil in the world. So I hate to break it to you. This job is never done. Please pray for me, he says. Pray that truth will be with me before I even open my mouth. Ask the Spirit to guide me while I boldly defend the mystery that is the good news for which I am an ambassador in chains. So pray that I can bravely pronounce the truth as I should. I am asking you to pray that over yourself, to pray that over your people, your spheres of influence, and would you pray it over me? There are these words, there's this stirring that God has put on my heart to share with the world. And there's a part of me, my flesh, that just wants to retreat and not do it because I'm feeling the heat in the spiritual realm of things coming that are feeling extra ordinary, out of the ordinary. Please pray that I can bravely pronounce the truth as I should. Because I know in my heart of hearts that God has called me to this. He's called you to this. And... um the more that we can fight together in the spiritual realm, the bolder we will become, the stronger we will become. We don't walk this life alone. We have the Lord and we have each other. We have each other. So who is someone that God is bringing to your heart and mind today? Who is someone, maybe you know that they're going through a hard time. Maybe you don't know that they're going through a hard time. But this these are the days. This is the season to not retreat and pull back. This is a season to get bolder, to walk out the door, to connect with people, to send them a text, to send a phone call, to send a letter and say, I see you. I don't know what you're going through. I can only imagine how difficult it is, but I want you to know that I am with you. God is with you and I'm praying in the spirit for you. I guarantee that there will be a ripple effect of health and beauty and light and resoluteness. And we can empower each other when we pray in the spirit for each other. So I pray for you today that you would be empowered as you walk out the door, that you would know that you are covered in the love and the protection of God in the spiritual realm. 
therein lies the rub. So just because we walk out and we're protected in the spiritual realm doesn't mean that bad things won't happen in the natural realm. We know that they do. We know that we experience them. And yet we can have that shift, that supernatural shift to know that we can continue to put ourselves out there to create good and beautiful things because the Lord Jesus walks with us. We don't wrestle against God. We don't wrestle against God. We wrestle against the things that prevent us from getting to him. May you be highly awake and aware to the things that are preventing you from getting to God so that those things become dim and you can see them for what they are and let them go and resolutely connect with him, walk with him, get with God so that you can make the impact so that you can share the word, the message, the light, and the love that you are meant to share because he has prepared these works in advance for you to do. So don't let the dark spiritual realm come and thwart the purposes that God has for you. You can partner with him today, and I pray that you do. So let's keep the conversation going and tune in over the next couple of episodes as I share a little bit more about the new book, Untangled Faith. Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.